Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? I love you guys so much. Thanks for calling in. You know, we've been doing these live shows um, pretty regularly and we are hearing from you and I just, it, Dan and I, Dan's in the studio with me, of course, always. Um, and we, we have just been talking over the last couple of weeks, just about what a blessing it is that you guys are calling in, um, with your questions. And I mean, last Friday we had a lot of people that just was, they were just trying to encourage, which was really nice, you know, to not get a super heavy question, just say, Hey, we love you. Um, so I want, I want you guys to know, keep calling in, keep calling us. Um, we absolutely love to hear from you guys. Um, and thank you. Thank you for your support over the years. Uh, it means, it means so much over the years, over the two years too, because we've been doing this two years. Um, welcome to the show today. I've got a word for you guys today that I'm really, really, really excited about. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about feeling forgotten. Sometimes we can feel forgotten. Um, like God doesn't know where we are. God doesn't know where to locate us. You've been praying for a long time about something and maybe you've even stopped praying about that thing. And you feel like God isn't around. Well, he is. He knows exactly where you are. We're going to talk about that in just a second. I want to just alert your mind to um, what what we do here at the ministry. One of the things we do is society groups. This is amazing, you guys. This is the discipleship side. We're not, I'm not just a radio show. The ministry is not just a radio show. We actually do several different things. A lot of things on social media. You can catch me at Autumn Miles on every single handle out there, I feel like. Um, but we also do discipleship. Um, we do groups all over the country every single month where we invite women, churches, whatever it is, um, to use a message that I've done in their own homes, in their own small groups, in their youth departments, uh, whatever the case calls for in your life. We would love for you to sign up to do one of these groups. You can find an event, uh, a, a private page over on my Facebook page, um, Facebook at Autumn Miles, or you can go to my website, autumnmiles.com, if you would like some content for um, a small group. We would love for you to grab your girls, have a little girls night, which is what most people do, um, and listen to the video. There's conversation afterwards. It's amazing what God is doing in these groups. And man, we just praise the Lord for him. Let's get to the show. Do you feel like you have been forgotten? Um, a lot of times when there's a waiting period out there, you do feel as if you've been forgotten. I talk about wait a lot because in our society today, it's very hard to wait. It's very hard, but, but feeling forgotten is a little bit different from waiting. I have, I have this, uh, this story from scripture that I, I really, really, really truly believe will encourage your heart today. You are seen. God is aware. He knows, he knows your request. He's hearing them. He's hearing them. Okay. And he knows where to find you. First Kings 19, uh, you know, we see 
Elijah, the great prophet Elijah. And he is really, uh, he's first of all, he's called on drought of, of the entire land. And it had been, um, it, it, the land had been in drought for several years, three years. And then all of a sudden it was time for the drought to end and God really wanted to make a point. And so Elijah, the prophet Elijah, the great prophet Elijah goes up on Mount Carmel and long story, you need to read it for yourself in first Kings 18, but he calls down fire from heaven and really shows how powerful and how mighty God is. Kills all the prophets of Baal and Asherah. And um, man, God is exalted in that place. It's, it's very amazing. And then it starts raining. Um, after that happens, I don't know what it is. Elijah gets scared. Um, you know, sometimes when we exert ourselves so much for the Lord, like a Sunday, I think of the ministers out there, you get up on Sunday and you exert yourself and you're preaching five sermons or you're preaching two sermons, even one sermon, um, you are exerting every bit of your passion for the Lord. And then Monday, you know, it's like, oh man, you feel, you feel just attacked. I kind of, I kind of picture Elijah like this. He had exerted all of his power for the Lord, all of his faith in the Lord, um, up on Mount Carmel. And then Jezebel, super evil King comes after him and Elijah flees and he runs. And God takes care of him and he visits him. And I want to read just a little bit of this passage. Then he came there to a cave and lodged there. This is 1 Kings 19.9. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. The son of Israel have forsaken your covenant torn down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword, and I alone am left. And they seek to take my life away. So God said, go forth and stand on the mountain. And behold, the Lord was passing by. A great and strong wind was rending the mountains and breaking in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind after the wind and earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake after the earthquake of fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of a gentle blowing. Isn't it amazing? God is God of all creation, but he chooses to talk to us softly and tenderly and beautifully. I I, I love this, this part of the character of God when he when he sort of, his spirit is so sweet and so calming. Um, It wasn't in the loud, boisterous. It was in the calm. It was in the sweet. It was in the gentle. That is how the spirit of God operates. And it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in the mantle and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, a voice came to him saying, what are you doing here, Elijah? And I love this part. And this is kind of where we're going to camp the next few verses. Then he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the son of Israel, sons of Israel, have forsaken your covenant, turned down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword. And I alone am left and they seek to take my life away. And the Lord said to him, go, return your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you have arrived, 
you shall anoint Hazel king over Aram. I I, I want to make a point before we get into the my main point here. Um, it's very interesting to me that there the word of the Lord came to the cave and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he says, I've been very, very jealous, zealous for the Lord. I've keeping your covenant, you know, blah, blah, blah. And in verse 10, he says this. And God sees his heart. He sees his emotional state. And he brings his literal presence down to have a conversation with Elijah. It's not just his word because it says, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. The Lord says, okay, Elijah is in such a state. I'm going to bring my sweet spirit and my presence down by way of a gentle blowing. And I'm going to have a very serious, very intimate conversation with Elijah. Isn't that a beautiful sentiment of the heart of God? His word wasn't enough. His spirit needed to be there to minister to Elijah's spirit. I, I absolutely love that our God is, is just that good. So then Elijah repeats himself. I've been very zealous. And the Lord said to him, go return your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you have arrived, you shall anoint Hazel, king over Aram, and Jehu, the son of Nimshi, you shall anoint king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. And it shall come about that one who escapes from the sword of Hazel, Jehu shall put to death. And one who escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees have not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him. Verse 19 says this, and this is where we're going to camp. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, while he was plowing with 12 pairs of oxen before him and he with the 12th. And Elijah passed over him and threw his mantle on him. Now, um, I love this story because we have a picture of God seeing his prophet, a great, mighty, amazing, one of the great prophets of all time, struggling. He's, he's sensing that Elijah needs a little bit of encouragement, and he gives him very clear direction. He's talking to his spirit. He, he, he gives Elijah, listen, okay, I hear you. You just went through a lot. You've been zealous. You're discouraged. You're a little, a little depressed. I hear some depression here going on. I hear a little bit of um, what am I supposed to do now here going on. You're hiding in a cave. I'm going to give you some very clear directives. And what he tells him, he says, anoint a king. But he also says, I want you to anoint Elisha in your place. What Elijah did is he departed from there and found Elisha. He found Elisha. Now, 
it doesn't say uh, where he went. You know, we know by by, uh, by the text, we know we know some about Elisha moving on. But it just says initially, and Elijah went and found Elisha. God said, listen, I'm ready to do something different. I want you to anoint this man. And he found him. I wonder today. Those of you that are sort of waiting and watching and, and, and seeing things um, in your life and wondering when it's going to happen to me, wondering when God is going, when, when is my big break coming? When is my pregnancy coming? When is my um, uh, man coming? Or when is my wife coming? Um, God knows where to find you and when to find you. And that's exactly what happened to Elijah. Elijah went via the word of the Lord to find Elisha, who God said to anoint. To me, I don't know about you, but I am so encouraged by this. Um, Times in my life where I've waited and I've prayed and I've desired and I've wanted something in my life. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get a phone call or you get an email or, you know, there's several things that um, that have happened in various situations in my life where all of a sudden I feel like I've been found. This one prayer request that I have had has been found. And that's exactly what happened um, to Elijah and Elisha that day. So we parted from there and found Elisha while he was plowing with 12 pairs of oxen before him. And he was with the 12. What was Elisha doing? He was plowing. He was being faithful. He was working. He was doing what he needed to do in order to no doubt provide for himself, make money, whatever it is. He was being faithful. You know, sometimes we think that we're overlooked because maybe we're doing something, plowing a field. How many people were plowing a field? You know, it's the the rare thing to do in Israel was to be a prophet of God. Plowing a field was something that everybody did. And yet God looked down. He saw Elisha's faithfulness in plowing the field. He saw his heart in plowing the field. And he said, that's my guy. That's who I want. And when Elijah found him, Elijah found Elisha being faithful. I I love this part of the story because it really tells us, you know, we ask so much from the Lord. Lord, when are you gonna? When are you gonna? When are you gonna? When are you gonna? But let me ask you this. We expect God to be so faithful and to complete all of our promises and to answer all of our requests and to answer all of whatever our heart desires when we pray and we ask of him. But are we actually being faithful to the Lord? When Elisha was chosen and when he was found, he was doing something that he probably did not want to do. And yet he was out there doing it. He was not sitting at home waiting for his big break. He was not, you know, um, complaining. He was not in a depressed state. He was working. And it was his faithfulness that Elijah Found. I find that so 
um, really confirming uh, today to me personally, but also in a world where it's so easy to give up on the mundane. You know, we're always looking for what's next. I'm going to quit here when I found the, find the next best thing. Um, I don't want to be faithful. I don't like this work, so I'm going to quit. I don't, I, don't, I don't like my situation. I don't like my circumstance, so I'm going to give in. They haven't, they haven't elevated me to leader yet, and I've been working here at this church for six months. I'm just going to quit. I'm not going to do it. They, they haven't asked me. I don't really know how many gifts I have. They have not uh, put me on stage yet. And I am just an incredible orator. Um, you know, I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Thank God that wasn't Elisha's point of view. His point of view was I'm going to plow this field. I'm going to do hard work. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to do work that um, isn't fun to do. I'm going to be found faithful. I, I hope, for goodness sake, when the Lord looks down at me, he finds me faithful. Isn't that, that was a song uh, that was popular when I was growing up. May he find me faithful to his call. May he find all of us not complaining about when, God, are you going to do it? May he find us doing the mundane, doing the thing um, uh, that maybe nobody else wants to do. May he find us working and being obedient when our Elijah situation comes. I, man, that, that is so incredibly encouraging to me today. Let me, let me say, if you are not doing that, Expecting God to be faithful, but you're not. I would, I would just, you know, very lovingly maybe check your heart. If you're frustrated and give up after you've uh, served in a church for a, a very short amount of time because they haven't elevated you, um, maybe you're not ready to be found. Elisha was ready to be found because of his faithfulness. And he goes on, he says, Elijah passed over him and threw his mantle on him. I, I think this is another point that I love. You know, here's the great prophet Elijah. <laughs> Everyone knew who he was. My goodness, he just called down fire from heaven in the most spectacular production of all time because God authored it. People knew who Elijah was. Elijah walks up to this plow um, that Elisha is, is, is using to these oxen and he just tosses the mantle and keeps walking. He doesn't even stop. There is no pomp and circumstance. There is no thou shalt be my whatever. It's simple. Um, it's simply a mantle toss and that's it. Elijah, it doesn't even say that Elijah even said anything. Elijah passed over to him, threw his mantle on him. That's all he did. Sometimes we, we want to be acknowledged in such a pompous, a big pomp and circumstance way. We want everyone to know, wow, we are the chosen one. And here in, the, in this tra transferring of... Uh, the prophetship, I guess you could say, um, there was there was none of that. Elijah didn't even stop. He just tossed it over to him. He didn't give him any instruction. He didn't give him anything. He simply tossed him the mantle. And then Elisha, it was his responsibility to follow through on that. So amazing to me. There was no ceremony at all. What we want, it's interesting that what we want most of the time, God, um, God works in the exact opposite. 
we want to be noticed. We want everyone to know, hey, you know, I am going to, I, I am going to be the successor of, of the great prophet Elijah. And God just simply does not work like that. Elijah tosses the mantle and moves on. And this is what Elijah does. He left the oxen and ran after Elijah. Please let me kiss my father and mother and then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back again. For what have I done to you? What kind of a greeting? He didn't even say hi. Go back. What have I done to you? Don't follow me. What have I done to you? It's almost like a pest. Like, get away from me. I gave you your mantle. Get away from me. It's so, it's the most interesting interchange. So he returned from following him and took the pair of oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the implements of the oxen and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and ministered to him. So let me set this up and tie a little a little bow on it with you. Elisha was not forgotten. God knew exactly where he was and exactly when to give him the mantle of Elijah. He knew exactly when. I wonder if a couple of years before Elisha would have been found being faithful. God had to get Elisha to a point where he was okay with the mundane. He was okay with doing a job that isn't, isn't really that fun. He, he was, he, he, he is okay with the work because when you're a prophet of God, you are definitely going to have to work. He was okay with his circumstance in order to be elevated to be called prophet. God knew where he was and when to elevate him, when Elisha was ready. He knew what to do when Elijah threw him the mantle. And then what he did was so incredibly interesting. He took the oxen, the very oxen that he was working with, and he sacrificed them and he fed them to people, which means I am not going to go back to that lifestyle. I am going to step out in faith, assume my calling, and I am going to follow and serve Elijah, which is what he did until he, he became the prophet. It's very interesting that when God anoints us and when God says, okay, this is what I have for you. Here's, here's the mantle. You're going to carry the mantle. Sometimes we want all of the, you know, glamour that Elijah worked for his whole life. He had to been faithful his whole life. You know, he escaped death. He had to run from people. He had to hide from King Ahab and Jezebel. He, he literally had to hide there were people being slaughtered for believing in God Almighty. And Elijah had to do the work. He had to trust the Lord his whole life. Um, and a lot of times we want, when we initially get the mantle, we want the same honor that the prophets before us have had. But Elisha knew he wasn't going to have that. He took the mantle, he burned the oxen so he couldn't go back. He fed the oxen to people so he couldn't go back to his lifestyle. By faith, he went and he served Elijah until God took him up to heaven. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that so counter 
Christian culture. Isn't this so counter um, the way that we live? Our mentality is so backwards. We want the good job pat on the back, but we don't want to be faithful and we don't want to be the work, do the work to earn the honor that Elijah did. God knows today where you are and when, when to elevate you, when to put you in the next position. He knows when your heart's going to be ready to serve. He knows when your heart's going to be ready to burn those oxen and to move forward in faith. He knows when you're going to be ready to withstand uh, some of the things that come with a new position. He knows he has not forgotten you, but he is preparing you, watching how faithful you are so he can throw that mantle on you. I hope this story encourages you today. Um, I know it definitely, I've actually been thinking about this story for several weeks now, honestly, in my own life. Um, and it, it, God has definitely been good and to me, but I know that I'm not where God is taking me. I mean, just, just very, very real. I know that, that I'm 30, 37 years old, you know, I'm ready for this, for this ride. And I wonder, you know, and have just said, Lord, find me faithful. You know, I want to be faithful. I want, I want to be found doing exactly what God asked of me. I want to be faithful. And I wonder if that's, that's your heart today, too. I, I encourage you to get this passage of scripture to look over at 1 Kings 19 and 18, because 18 is really wowie. Um, are you being faithful? Do you think you're ready to be found? Um, because Elisha certainly was. Love you guys so much. I will see you back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.